The desert is home to some strange creatures, with some even stranger adaptations. Few phyla find as much success in arid climates as arthropods, which develop an arsenal of deadly defense mechanisms. But one armored titan is unique even among his bug and spider kin. While many choose the paths of speed and venom, our hero chooses to ooze to gain an edge. But sometimes a strange liquid is the perfect way to safeguard life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you. You're welcome. To Cassie for creating our theme song. Uh, to hear more of Cassie's music, search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. Also, thank you to Allegra for the animal suggestion for this episode. Yes, this was uh, this is an interesting one. I had no idea this was a thing that existed in our world, and I'm uh, I'm more scared for it. So thank you for introducing this fear into my life. Today we're talking about an arthropod that might be right at home on an English dining table next to a bottle of brown sauce. But more on that later. Yeah, I do want to hear more about that. Do you want to hear more about brown sauce? Because I, I can't tell you anymore. I do like brown sauce. Do you um, know what that is? It's, I had it in Ireland. It's like vinegar. It's, it's like a vinegar base. It's a, like a light, yeah. It's just like a savory. Yeah. Uh, so I, not I definitely viscous. Topic. I definitely had it with some of my toasties in um in Ireland. So it was great. And pa- pasties. Have what? Pasties. I know. Like, a pasty is like an empanada, and apparently oh. people in America say that. But I think just because we're in South Florida, if there's a if anything is filled, a pastry filled with anything, it's an empanada <laughs> down here. It's a it's a taco, chimichanga, empanada, enchilada, enchilada. Mm. <laughs> anyway, a, a lot of a lot of uh, there, there are a lot of different kinds of meat wrapped in bread uh, in the Hispanic. Uh, I was listening to something and apparently uh, um, Taco Bell is taking stuff off the menu uh, because yes. of COVID. I did hear about that, and all of my favorite things, like the cheesy potato burrito. And then the uh, the the argument against that is like, isn't everything at Taco Bell just the same stuff in different forms? Just a tortilla with meat and cheese. Yes, uh, I don't know what the difference between my steak quesadilla and my cheesy potato burrito. I is. guess a potato is a new element. That's true, but there's cheese and uh, tortillas in both. Um, and I, I just can't believe they would do that to me. Not that I've been eating at Taco Bell recently, um, because I like you, being regular <laughs> and, uh, just like feeling good. So anyway, speaking of irregular, <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, so Jill, let me ask you a question. What do cream, hair, lash, cool, bull, and Egypt all have in common? I don't know. <laughs> really? Cream? There was a lot of things to remember. Cream, hair, lash, cool, bull, bull, and Egypt. That's right. Whips. Oh. <laughs> what? Cream? 
yeah whipped, whipped cream whipped cream hair whip your hair back and forth oh. whiplash cool whip bull whip and egypt uh whipped its slaves <laughs> so whips yes and you you wouldn't really imagine whips being attached to animals all the time unless it's an iguana um but th- this 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 is a, a unique ex- exception we're talking about the giant whip scorpion aka Let's see. Let's hear some AKAs because yeah. I picked a specific one because it had a fun AKA. The okay, so as <laughs> two fun AKAs that I did not make up. The first one is the giant vinegaroon, which sounds like uh, a uh, a pungent Pokemon. <laughs> and we'll go into why it's called the vinegaroon and why you mentioned brown sauce later. It's also called Grampus, which. <laughs> This is this is the second one? I think the pillbug was also called Grampus. Uh, <laughs> or the, the the woodlouse. I isn't Grampus like the evil Santa Claus? That's Krampus. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Still, why? Um <laughs> Alright, but we're gonna call it here, this is what I made up. Vinny the Vinnygaroon. Just wanna call it Vinny. And the Wily Whippersnapper. Because it whips and snaps, okay? Does it? Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about it because it's got snappers and it's got whippers. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Snap. Uh, yeah. I just oh, don't s- think it goes whoosh with his tail all the time. Well, it it it, it does sometimes. Uh, all right, so let's taxonomize this um, because I did say scorpion and I, we haven't done a scorpion yet. So we, you, we might still haven't. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so it's in a kingdom. You know it. You love it. You're in it. And that kingdom is... Animalia. The phylum is arthropoda. You did say arthropods earlier. The subphylum is Chelicerata. I'm not. Gonna, we're, I'm not. I'm done talking about this one. We don't have to. We don't have to mention it again. Uh, the class is Arachnida, and so this is an arachnid. Scorpions are arachnids. In case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like spiders. Right. They're not bugs or insects at all. Uh, the order is Thaliphylum. Phonida, Thaliphonida. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unless it's Telephonida, like the way the British pronounce the Thames. Uh, the family is Thaliphonidae. The subfamily is Mastigoproctinae. Mastigoproctinae. The word GoPro is in there, and that's all I can really see <laughs> right now. Um, the Genus is Mastigoproctinus, and the species is Giganteus. So Mastigoproctinus, Giganteus. Yeah, so it's technically not a true scorpion, 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 uh, because it's it's got its own it's its own thing. It's got is its it, own. Is it scorpion like a like a twerp? Yeah. Or is it scorpion? I've always said like scorpion. Scor- Me too. And I and I said on Twitter. Has, does anyone else say that? And people liked it, and nobody answered. <laughs> Did you st- on on LD taxonomy? Yeah. Oh, so if uh, let us know what you say. Uh, go follow us on Twitter and and uh, vote in the poll. Don't just like it. Tell us. There's what you think. there's no poll. Oh, there's no poll. Oh, we should it's make not a, poll. a poll. Do you say scorpion or scorpion? Do you say syrup or syrup? Anyway, <laughs> we're. The, I mean, that's naming things. And since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Critter groups. 
the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? Uh, or what is the term of venery for this animal? Or is it a collective noun? We're going to do scorpions. Because even though it's not a true scorpion, that's what it's called, and we haven't done scorpions yet. So, if you saw a group of scorpions, I'm, I'm now really self-conscious about that. <laughs> like, I taught myself to say species instead of species. Uh, I can do this. I can do this. Scorpions. Scorpions. Um, so, if you saw a group of scorpions, would you say it's A, an attic of scorpions, B, a bed of scorpions, C, a colony of scorpions, or D, a dalliance of scorpions? See, I can hear you saying scorpions, but it also sounds like scorpions, and they're very different. Is it Laurel or Yancy It's a Laurel and Yanny, yeah. <laughs> or y- now, while I was paying attention to that, I did not hear a single <laughs> single one of the options. Attic, bed, colony, or dalliance. Easy to remember because they all start with A, B, C, and D. A bed, final answer. For real? Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. Correct. See, now, I, I, because you, you unlocked the keys to the kingdom, because you said you like to, you, you look at it, and whatever word comes to mind, or no, you, 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 you try to, like, hide the, um, real answer in like similar ones, so, like, Dalian sounds like a term of venery, but it didn't go with the other ones, so I'm, uh, and then I just looked at it and I was like, mm, yeah, kind of like a bed. I could see that. So, and colony is just like a, like a white rabbit. Like it's like so. Lots of things could be colonies. It, yeah. There's multiple beds. I mean, there's a bed of clams. So. That's true. Bed of nails. That's true. <laughs> All right. Good job. Well, I'm gonna have to be smarter about purposefully tricking you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have said a, a bed. A door, a sink, or just house an attic. Appliances. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's let's first talk about where this thing lives. Uh, in case you were afraid that giant whip scorpions live in your backyard, oh, they might because they live in the southern U.S. and Mexico. Uh, so they love scrublands and dry desert-like areas, but they'll go pretty much anywhere there's food. So. Uh, I've never seen one, despite living in the southern states my whole life. But I've not lived in, like, the what would be considered the south, really. They are apparently in Florida. Like, north Florida, maybe, where I live yeah. now. So I might, I might find myself... I, I, I have actually found a scorpion in my house. Um, really? Wow. Which, which was is, is terrifying. I captured it in order to identify it. Um, it didn't kill it. And I think it was just like a bark scorpion, not sure, um, which they are venomous, but um, I just not didn't want to step on one in the middle of the night. And I also didn't want my dogs to eat, that. E- eat it or something. But yeah, I have to now deal with that. So let's talk about what this looks like, because this does not look like your average scorpion, being that it's not a scorpion. It definitely looks like one, though. It's like a scorpion and a lobster. Kind of. Uh, so Vinny, Vinny the Vinegaroon, uh, he's all black with a flat head and s- a segmented abdomen. So the abdomen is kind of like has these lateral lines that go across it. It kind of looks like a wide rattlesnake tail. 
Like all arachnids, he has eight legs, but these are different. The first two are these like long antenna legs that give it the lobster look. Have you ever seen a lobster? It's got these huge. Is that like the that London look? Uh, I wish I could join you in this joke. But <laughs> I can't. Isn't that like Revlon? That's their like tagline. The London sure. look. Sure. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I believe you. With wholeheartedly, I'm not even gonna look it up. <clears throat> Maybe it's even Maybelline. The other six legs behind the, those antenna legs uh, are for moving around. Um, it also has two pedipalps, which I don't know if we've mentioned pedipalps. I'm pretty sure we must have because we have talked about animals that have them. Uh, they're mouth parts. Spiders, crabs, mantis shrimp. They they all have pedipalps. They're the things in the front of the face. When you watch um, Samwise Gamgee fight uh Shelob and she's like trying to bite him when he's on on the edge of the rock wall she's using her pedipalps um but for a scorpion they're they're not mouth they don't function as like fang like things as much as they function as claws they actually extend out and are claws that's why he is both a whipper and a snapper and speaking of the whipper part sticking out from the back of its bum is a long whip like antenna that they use to, you know, spank their prey. <laughs> if you spoil the rod, you spoil... Spare the rod, you spoil your dinner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and also, this is... I mean, this is the giant whip scorpion. I imagine it's the biggest one. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, you want to know specifically how big it is? Um, or we can move on to diet. We could do that. I have a little idea. It's a little thing I like to call measure up. Welcome to the beloved measure up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you. When you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, we don't have a new measure up intro this week. That means we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. It is not, it's not common that I get to hear you speak that quickly. That was two breaths. We're working on, I'm working, I'm waking up in the morning, going for a run, trying to get that lung capacity up. You got to do your tables. Have we mentioned that before? Yeah, you gotta we do have. do your tables. Yes. Your, your lung capacity tables. Okay. But I'm, I'm proud of you. We're, we'll get there. So, uh, pulling up these, this animal sound and avoiding political ads. One second. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. So the the that breathy sound is a person, and the other other sound is an animal. Okay, that helps. So is that a a porcupine? B a monkey? C, a kangaroo. D, a penguin. A kangaroon. <laughs> a vinegaroon kangaroon. Um, porcupine, monkey, kangaroo, penguin. I'm going to say, I mean, I, I think it's between the porcupine and the monkey. So I'm going to go porcupine because I have no idea what they sound like. And monkeys are, monkeys are like a wild card. So. <laughs> they can sound like a lot. Final answer? Yes. 
That is incorrect. Uh, it, it was C, a kangaroo. Really? I was a little afraid that my comment of kangaroon would give away the obvious mental bridge that got me to look up a kangaroo sound because of vinegaroon. Oh, I didn't uh, know that's how you operated, but now I do. Not usually, but this time I did. I, was, I got a little, like, brain lazy. Uh, but, yep, that's a kangaroo. I, that was a ba- There was two baby kangaroos in a compilation. Why was someone hissing at them? That seems so rude. I think he was, they were, you know, cooing in a breathy way. But let's, <laughs> it's <laughs> how you coo. <sighs> Just that's, getting COVID on the kangaroo, baby. That's really not coo. It's not coo at all. <laughs> Let's talk length. Uh, they can be 40 to 60 meters or millimeters. I did this, this again. Telling Where, the public you, that there are giant <laughs> arthropods out there. Megafauna scorpions. That is 1.6 to 2.4 inches. How many vinegaroons go into the length of the world's largest recorded wild raccoon? Because it rhymes. <laughs> You're all about the <laughs> rhymes here. Um, Here's a hint. Raccoons are heaviest in the early winter, and they can weigh twice their spring weight due to fat stores. Same. Except for Florida raccoons, which are wire, wiry little wily monsters at all times. I think they're cute. They are cute. Man, I'm thinking of like a huge raccoon, and that would be less cute and more more frightening. Like a small bear. <laughs> I mean, a regular raccoon is cat-sized. Right. So a big one isn't going to be like black bear-sized. Maybe a baby black bear. All right, so I'm going to say... Four, I'm going to say 40 pounds. Is the, is You're looking the for like their length. Yeah, so the length is from from stem to stern... Or to tail, end of tail? It might be with the tail. I think if I was going to measure the longest raccoon, I would include the tail. It's part of the raccoon. Yeah, but they don't... When I, when I looked up the... Uh, how, how long did you say the whip scorpion was? We're going with the upper end of average, which is 2.4 inches. Yeah, I think that's without the tail, though. I think they specifically say without the tail. So I think animals are often measured without it. Oh, that's because that's barely a part of the... It's just so thin, it doesn't even count. I sure I guess the arbitrary lines of what counts as lengthened or not <laughs> um I guess I guess we'll count the tail and say f- f- five feet that seems really big man that would be a big raccoon I'm gonna say four four feet and okay 2.4 inches 20 20 vinegaroons uh lined Petapalps to abdomen would go into the length of the largest wild raccoon. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer is 23 vinegaroons. You gave me so much hope. (laughs) The raccoon was... You read it like Siri. (laughs) The the raccoon was 140 (laughs) centimeters or 55 inches, which is about 4.5 feet. No, I was close. I was, oh, you just needed to split the difference between your two guesses. Yeah, that's still really, really big. It is a big co- raccoon, yeah. Anyway, continue. Let's talk weight. Uh, the heaviest whip spider species, I couldn't find whip scorpion. the gi- giant vin- vinegaroon, as per, per se. It sounds like it's the biggest one, but it's 
but the I looked up the heaviest and the biggest, and it was bigger than this the the length I just said. But uh, the heaviest whip whip spider whip scorpion species uh, weighs about twelve point four grams or zero point four four ounces. Okay. So how many crickets would a vinegaroon eat if it ate its weight in crickets? Okay. That's the question. That's... Would you like to hear a hint? Yeah. If it's helpful. Uh, it's debatable. Crickets are about 60% protein by weight, making it, uh, a cricket, a better source of protein than chicken and dried beef. So eat your crickets, kids. And that is a joke, Calvin. Do not eat crickets unless your mom says you can. Yeah, I mean, you can eat crickets. Yeah, but I don't want him to pick up a random cricket on the ground. No, 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 no. But you can eat salted crickets. That's true. They, they do sell them in places. Um, or I I saw salt Only salt and vinegar packed with preservatives. I've seen salt and vinegar crickets. Interesting. Vinegar salt rooms. and vinegaroon. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I I did not try them, although I wanted. I almost did, and the next year I was going to get. It was they were at the fair. I was going to get packed with protein. If you had a hundred grams of crickets, you would get sixty percent. 60 grams of protein. That sounds like a lot and bad for you. Probably. So, But could you eat six? How much is 60 or is it 600? Pay no attention to the math that I just said. Um, what I will pay attention to is... The math behind the curtain. Yeah. I have no idea how much a cricket weighs. How, how much is the vinegar in again? Uh, zero point four four ounces or twelve point four grams. Zero point four four ounces, and we'll two milligrams go, is a snowflake. Does that help? We'll just go with twelve grams, because I have as much under like I have much of a grasp on the like sub ounce weights as I do on grams. So, twelve grams. We'll say that a cricket is one gram it's probably less than one gram but we'll say one gram no wait that sounds yeah i'll say 20 i'll say 30 30 30 crickets final answer i'm done i don't want to think about it anymore it hurts don't make me do it the fi- final answer the correct answer was 15 and a half oh, 15.5 crickets i almost said 12 I thought they were a gram, and I was like, oh, they got to be lighter than that. They can weigh up to 0.8 grams. Good for them. So you were right. They were about a gram, but lighter. All right. You got any fast facts? I do. Very fast facts, so we can get on to the major fact. Uh, So these guys, Vinny, uh, he likes to eat slugs, worms, and all kinds of insects. He's a voracious predator much like the scorpion that was so rude to our friends in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, And they actually have pretty poor eyesight. And they rely on sensing vibrations with their antennae to find prey and escape danger. So uh, they're not not peering at you. They're they're feeling you out. And uh, I think the rest we can cover in the major facts. So... Play us out, keyboard cat. Okie dokie. So the major fact I'm calling whipped vinegar. 
delicious. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I like this, vinegar. Do you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, not to drink, but like, I like vinaigrette. Yeah, I guess I like vinaigrette. I don't like vin- salt and vinegar chips though, but that's oh, very popular. I love salt and vinegar chips until I'm like, in the, I feel like I'm in the mi- minority on that one. Well, I mean, they're they're good in in moderation, and like by the end of one bag, like you have ulcers. But it was a good ride. I on can the way. explain to you why you'll have <laughs> ulcers. Okay. Uh, so despite the vinegaroon's status as a non-scorpion, it does have uh, that unnerving whip tail to contend with. Uh, however, unlike a scorpion, there are no venom-packed glands that supply this whip with deadly toxins. But the vinegaroon isn't all pomp and no circumstance. The scary long, uh, the scary-looking tail uh, behind this scary-looking tail to behind serves two major functions that help in its quest for survival and all the points in the game. Uh, the vinegaroon's four legs are and tail are long and thin and delicate and covered in tiny hairs. So these nocturnal arthropods are most active at night, like many desert denizens are because the sun is very overbearing. Uh, Though they have eight eyes, they stalk the darkness by tapping their forelimbs like antenna to find their way. But their long, delicate tail can be used for a similar purpose. I struggled to find what that purpose was and specifically how. Like, did it, does it have chemical receptors or anything? It seems like it's probably just used to detect vibrations because this long, delicate structure with fine hairs on it can, you know, you'd be able to feel vibrations kind of like you know, the string between two cans can carry vibrations, you know? Yep. So I, I just, you know, Coyote Peterson said it was a sensory organ and I couldn't find anything else. Um, so that's that. But the vinegaroon is an armored menace to crickets and other bugs that get caught in its spiky hug. And if you look at it's like claws, it's got these claws, but then there's also spikes on all the inside. So it looks like if you were small, it would be very bad to get a a hug from this guy like the praying and mantis and it's all just to like trap things yeah like the praying mantis just to trap things in the eating zone this is the eating zone uh but when it comes to encounters with its, its own predators they have another tool in their arsenal <laughs> i just realized that's <laughs> <laughs> kind of a pun don't think about it uh they have a gland located at the back of their abdomen and at the base of their tail it doesn't carry any poison instead it produces a substance that is 85 percent acetic acid acetic acid a c e t i c whenever i hear that word of course it's acidic it's acid but it's (laughs) acetic acid (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this acid that's is the corros- stuff, that's the stuff that um i uh that you put on your face to get rid of acne oh just burn always, away sorry i'm thinking of acetosilic acid but i'm sure they are in some way related they might have a similar similar chemical structure uh this acid is corrosive foul smelling and has a powerful sour taste 
The vinegaroon's mammal predators, like raccoons, coyotes, and rodents, are significantly off-put by this Sour Patch Kid. So, I mean, who would want to eat a spiked warhead with pinchers anyway? You know, uh, I like warheads. Not but, pinchers, what, but... But, I mean, there's so many deterrents in this situation. Yeah, there really are. Uh, so you and I have probably encountered acetic acid at one point if you've ever had vinegar. Vinegar contains the this particular acid, but it's heavily diluted. While our pinchy friend sprays 85% acetic acid, vinegar only only contains about 4% acid with the rest being water. Huh. So now think about <laughs> how pungent vinegar is when it's that diluted. And then imagine being sprayed with a super con- concentrated form of it. That would be... Uh, quite a salt and vinegar party. Yeah, you'd the salt would be your feelings, and the vinegar would be all over your face. It would be your tears. <laughs> yeah, it would. Re- it would remind me of dying eggs for Easter. Oh you ever, yeah. Did you ever do that? Uh, it would remind me of uh, one time I cleaned out a Keurig with vinegar, like they say to do. That sounds and like a bad idea. In that situation, you're supposed to dilute it even more. You use and it, regular. And it still <laughs> tastes. No, no, I did dilute it. But it huh. still tastes like vinegar forever. You know, vinegar is so powerful. It Acetic does right acid now. Acid is so pungent. No, uh, well, I gave that away anyway. My, uh, uh, I used to go over to my friend's house, and his mom would uh, would clean their windows with vinegar, so their whole house smelled like it. I mean, I mean, it's. It, I guess because it's corrosive, it it's able to lift stains. Yeah, um, but not odors, like it, the vinegar it, it, odor. It, yeah, I guess. Well, I bet the vinegar odor definitely destroys any other odor. Yeah. But if you were to get sprayed with this solution uh, because a whip scorpion caught a hungry look in your eye, you may feel like someone just shoved the salt and vinegar chip up your nose, but it's not actually life-threatening. Uh, it can be corrosive to skin, especially your eyes, but if you wash off, wash it off and rinse out your eyes as soon as possible, you should be fine. But it, it still would be very unpleasant. Yeah, apparently people keep these things as pets. Because they're because they're apparently like because they're, you know, cool-looking arachnid scorpion things, but they're also not, you know, going to sting you with some painful or deadly poison. They're very popular. But I so here's my question. Why do people hate cockroaches so much? <laughs> if this is somebody's pet, I think cuz they're associated with p- filth. And some of them do bite. Yeah, but this thing will pinch you and also spray acid in your face. Like, this is not something I want as a pet. And it's horrifying. So why would I would rather have a cockroach as a pet. I would rather have a cockroach crawling on my hand than this thing. Well, people do um, keep hissing cockroaches as pets. Like big big cockroaches. It's yeah. just I think like they're, they're so hated because they're associated with filth. It's just like like a rat. Yeah, I guess they do infest things. I don't. I don't think the vinegaroon infests anything. They don't create like long-standing colonies that eat away at the. Although, um, if I had a vinegaroon crawl out from under my bed, it would be unpleasant. I wouldn't like that. I definitely try to deal with the situation before going to sleep. <laughs> I mean, any any bug that's three inches long, you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just no choice. We get a lot of big moths in here, and that's about all I'm willing to handle. Moth, I'm fine with. Moth is, 
like a like a feather floating through the air. Like that's the, that's about as dangerous as that is. Right, but they're loud, and it's also this big like frantic fluttering thing that could like make its way into your mouth. They're also kind of sluggish, so they're not difficult to catch. Yeah, I still don't want one. I don't want bugs or arachnids, <laughs> for that matter. When there's there's been this gecko in my house recently, and I I always see it moving at the corner of my eye and think it's a roach or something, and I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, it's just you. Yeah, I like geckos. I'll take a gecko. He's the manager of my pest control department. <laughs> he keeps the spiders in check, and they keep the other bugs in check. Yeah, he was just a pest control associate, but he's been promoted to manager since he uh, caught that one June bug that flew in last <laughs> September. The problem is, is the thing is, like, he's so small, he can really only take care of very small bugs, and maybe he's finding eggs and stuff. If there That's are good. any, hopefully there's not. But any larger, and he wouldn't be able to sustain himself on the bugs I have, you know? That's true. He is the perfect size, but he's also not that helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's he's, he's the like pe- the intern. He's the perfect size for you to usher out of your home. He's and- an intern. He's not that. He's not much of a drain on my resources, but he's also, you know, not that qualified. You also so don't have to pay do... him. <laughs> yeah. And he also gets you coffee and r- runs your spreadsheets. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Intern Gecko. Let's make a t-shirt for that. <laughs> I hope this becomes very popular as a thing we talk about. Sure, sure, yeah. It's just Maybe, yeah. All, all the stuff that we've been meaning to do for this show, uh, maybe we could just have the intern Gecko do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, do you got anything else with the for the Vinegaroon, the Whip Scorpion? That's all I got. All right, so for you out there in Podcastia, whip yourself into shape. Don't forget your pedipalps. And use chemistry to your advantage like the giant Whip Scorpion here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. And remember to pay your intern gecko. Hey, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening to the end of the episode. For your loyalty, you get a shameless self-promotion from us. If you haven't already, leaving a review on your favorite podcast app can really help us grow. But telling your podcast-loving friends about us is even better. Also, don't forget to send in your measure-up intros and animal suggestions to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. As always, thanks, most of all, for listening. podcast <laughs> uh so the vinic oh siri i don't want to hear from you